and welcome to the movie podcast review of Disney Pixar's Luca. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts, and joining me today is Anthony. Ciao. And Shabazz. Ciao. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm so excited to review this movie. You know, I think from the first time we saw this trailer, we are like, oh, wow, this is a movie based on Anthony's life. We're finally going to be able to understand his people, where he comes from. The water. And now we're here. <laughs> the water. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, yes. Yeah. the sea monster that he is. When, yeah, if you throw water at me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this movie, but first, uh, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out for our review episodes just like this one on all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. You can check out our show notes for all those links and more. Some quick announcements before we get to our review of Luca. We have a brand new episode out this week with Tony Bancroft. He is a director. He's an animator. He directed the animated Mulan and has worked on some of the most beloved Disney films of all time. Go take a listen to that episode. We had a great conversation with him. We also have brand new reviews out for The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, A Quiet Place Part 2, Loki, Spiral, The Conjuring, and so many more new movies and shows. Check out the movie podcast feed for all those links and more. Uh, coming soon, we will continue our coverage of Tribeca, and we'll also have our review and reaction for Loki Episode 2 up on Thursday. So make sure you check that out as well. But today is all about Luca. This is a film directed by Enrico Casarosa. It is not based on Anthony Gagliardi, but I think we thought it was. Uh, it's going to be available on Disney Plus exclusively on June 18th, 2021. And it stars Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, Emma Berman, Severio Ramondo, Maya Rudolph, Marco Barcellini, uh, Jim Gaffigan, and Sandy Martin. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Disney for sending us this special movie for review. Now, Anthony, Jay, sorry, real yes. quick. Anthony, how would you say those names? Because I, I want to hear the real, like the authentic. Uh, let me look these up. So, Jacob Tremblay. Oh wow, that's good. <laughs> oh wow, that was, that was so Jack much better Dylan than when I said it. <laughs> yep. No, uh, Severio Ramondo. Yeah. Um, Ramondo. Marco Barocelli. Oh, uh, Barocelli. And that's it. That's Sandy <laughs> Martin. Sandy Martin. Sandy Martin. Ma- Mar- Martin. Martin. I like it. Nice. Thank you for that, Anthony. Martino. <laughs> Shay, tell us what this movie is all about. For sure. Set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, Disney and Pixar's original feature film, Luca, is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca, voiced by Jacob Tremblay, shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, Alberto, voiced by Jack Dylan Grazer. Uh, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. Spoiler alert, they are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. I love how it's such a, it's such a, a, a left turn, you know, like they have a secret. They're sea monsters. You're like, oh. Okay. Who hasn't been in one of those situations before? I mean, so many of my friends have turned out to be sea monsters as well. I mean, have you ever seen any of us like in a pool, Shay? No. Or in the rain? No, because no. you have, actually. Right? 
We've yeah, but pools you have. But there's there's no we have more proof. Yeah, but we we've only we've never seen the top of us get. Yeah. Wet, Plus, right? I have my eyes closed we- all the time too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we were playing Marco Polo, and I was like, "Yo, these guys are really good. They're they're wow. swimming really fast." <laughs> I don't know how they can hold their breath this long. That's amazing. <laughs> Anthony, please give us your first reactions to Disney Pixar's Luca. I really, really, really loved this film. I thought it was fantastic, and yeah, I was going to be biased if it wasn't, but because it's my people, and you know. They're, sea they're monsters. Sea monsters, yes. Uh, no, but this movie was really, 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 really good. I love the story. I love the animation. I loved the characters. I loved everything about this movie. I just wanted to go to Italy. And the director, Enrico, he was able to encapsulate everything that's <clears throat> Italian. And I also think he also encapsulated a lot of like what we love in films, like sea monster being one of them like that's that's a very you know a movie character from it's like a, a, classic, a classic classic film thing right? yeah and i feel like this must have been like some sort of like homage to his childhood bringing up and maybe and i might be out there but even like the music he chose uh the composer was fantastic it's it brought me to a time period where i'm like oh i wish i lived during this time period i wish I lived on the seaside. I don't care if I was a sea monster, if I could just enjoy the sun. <laughs> it's such a, it was just a warm summer movie. It had a great story. It talked about inclusion. It talked about diversity. It talked about, like, it was a very unique Pixar film that I haven't seen in a, a really long time that I was very surprised to see. I thought the beginning of this movie was, you know, it didn't grasp me, grab me the, the same way as a lot of other Pixar films had. It just had this slow start, but like once it once you these characters got to land and you see them as their human form and just living their life, it just became this beautiful movie. And the ending was absolutely fantastic. It just felt like a Italian film. Like it had this this very cinema quality that you would find in Europe at a certain time period that like El Postino and it just really, really, really well done. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Enrico Casarosa is Italian. He grew up in Genoa. Um, and he actually, so I, I'm looking at the production notes for the film. And, you know, when they were doing research for this film and they were working on the production of it, he did go there with his with the crew and he actually stayed with his parents. They all ate food together at the parents' house. And, um, you know, he stated that... Uh, this film was inspired by Italian films in the 1950s, including La Strada, Roman Holiday, and among others. And they even created post- uh, posters for those films that appear in the film. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it definitely has like this classic 50s feeling to it, which I really loved. And um, just having that coming-of-age story within that world of land and sea, it literally, it literally – I think is a perfect kind of like juxtaposition of both of them, right? Because you have this character, Luca, who's trying to f- figure out who he is and f- no, figure out what his identity is. And he literally is kind of living split between the water and between on land. And I think that like, I, I think Pixar is just so good at giving these, giving us these allegories, giving us these tales of, uh, of, of childhood. And when I was watching this, like, I was feeling nostalgic watching it because it made me just think of summers and summers growing up and, you know, 
my family's Portuguese, you know, a little, a little more Western Europe, but it's, it's like, you just see your, yourself in these characters and you see your family in these characters. And, and I really love that. Shay, how about yourself? What are your first reactions for Luca? Yeah. Um, very similar to Anthony, you know, growing up Italian, um, for me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I very similar to Anthony, in the sense of where the film really took off for me is once they get to this town, because the town was so alive. There was, there was all these interesting characters and I absolutely loved, uh, Julia's dad. He just every time he was on screen made me laugh. I was just looking at him and I'm like, you are so funny to look at. And then the cat, um, I think it was Machiavelli. Yes. Yes. Machiavelli the cat. Absolutely hilarious as well. There's a lot of great moments in this movie. And I think what's nice about it is that it it doesn't need to take too many drastic approaches that I think Pixar likes to do sometimes. Like Pixar loves getting deep with films, and this movie doesn't shy away from that either. But it no pun intended, keeps the surface level of of the deepness of it all. So I enjoyed that factor of it never got too heavy. It always felt light enough. It felt playful. It felt like summer. I felt relaxed watching it. Um, and I and again, Pixar just absolutely nails the animation. They do such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. These characters are lively. Um, I still don't know if I'm on board with the character designs of the you know the two main characters plus how they look to sea monsters. It wasn't for me, but there was, but everything else in this film really just kind of overshadows all that. So if I had one nitpick, it would be kind of that area for me. I think I, I think that um, that's an interesting thing to jump off of there, Shay, because this this definitely does have a different style of animation than we traditionally have seen from Pixar. This definitely does feel a bit more does have like a more European look to it and these character designs don't traditionally look like something you know we would have seen out of soul which came out in december or even onward which was a year ago at this point right which those looked more classically pixar this looks this looks a little different you know it mm-hmm. almost has like like a claymation not like that wallace it is claymation, and gromit, but you know wallace and gromit style paranorman mm-hmm. uh what is it like a studio yeah uh, that they kind of like just their character designs look a little bit different and i thought that was cool that they went down that route um you know, Pixar, I feel like Pixar kind of, kind of op, not like 18B team, but you definitely have movies where you see uh, they feel a little bit bigger like Soul, Soul did, right? Soul, I think, was like a, a technical achievement of a movie um, as much as I think there were some story beats that I didn't necessarily um, – kind of vibe with in that film and it it made me feel very like existential watching it sometimes but um this one i think just was more classic storytelling simple story uh from pixar and i and i really appreciated that from the movie too that like you said shay it didn't feel too too deep no pun intended it just felt very here is just a story that you're going to be able to relate to and you're going to be able to enjoy uh anthony I I just want to say that Pixar, every movie they do, they get hair better and better. Yes. Did you notice that? Like just the hair, like human hair. They just, I don't know, the physics that they use and the whatever animation tool they make, it feels like the hair is getting more realistic, more fluffier. Like it's just, it's, it's, I'm like, how much can they get better at this? <laughs> And even some of the sequences, I thought they were live action because they were they would showcase like a lot of establishing shots of the city or of the water and the beach and the sky and and the moon. And I'm like, man, it's like photorealistic. There is a sequence in the beginning of the movie 
where there's these two gentlemen on the boat and they notice this sea monster, but the lighting is so well done in the wood. It looks, yeah. it looks so real. And I'm like, man, this is, this movie has like a combination of, yes, you, you could clearly see distinctive Pixar animation, but then you're right, Daniel, Shade, I'm not too sure who mentioned it. It has a very European, thing. European look to it where the faces are not something that is um, synonymous with a Pixar film. So I, that's where I think it makes it unique. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, I would be super surprised it doesn't win best animated feature at the Academy Awards of next year. Mm-hmm. For next year. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned that, that moment in the film where, you know, it's, it's nighttime and they see the sea monster. And as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, this reminds me of that Pixar short film, La Luna. And then I immediately looked up who the director for that was. And I'm like, oh, it's the same guy who did this right. movie. That's amazing. It's Enrico. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So, um, and I absolutely love La Luna. I think it's, it's one of my absolute favorite Pixar shorts. And I mean, that's such a high bar because Pixar shorts are phenomenal all, all the way through. So I'm glad to see where he's come and how he's incorporated his, you know, identity in this film and anthony you mentioned it before this film is about identity it's about belonging and this is it does such a great job of that at no point that i feel that heaviness of oh my god they're going to be found once they are like you know revealed as sea monsters and everything there's there's that there's that level of still beautiful softness to it all and i and i really enjoy right. that um, it, you know, you mentioned La Luna, Shane. You look at the character models in that. You definitely see the the style of definitely. these characters, right? I mean, I'm looking at a picture from La Luna right now, and there's a fisherman on the boat with a giant mustache. And I'm like, man, does that look like Lorenzo from uh, from Luca from when we just watched? Um, yeah, I just I just think when I think of you know like the the environments like you were mentioning, Anthony, uh, another Pixar film that did that was The Good Dinosaur. It's often the forgotten Pixar movie because it, you know, kind of came and went. But when you look at the environments of that film, they look lifelike. And then you see the dinosaurs and the characters where they're a little bit more cartoonish. But I think this is the evolution of that. And this is just such a beautiful uh, story, uh, such a beautiful, beautifully well-told story. Um, any other thoughts on Pixar's Luca before we get to our final recommendations? All right. Forever hold your peace. Uh, Before we get to our final recommendations, I just want to remind you, please head over to the movie podcast at to the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord. You can check out our show notes for all those links and more. Shay, start us off with your final recommendations for Pixar's Luca. I think it's pretty obvious here. You got to skip this movie and forget about it. <laughs> no, uh, you got to move to Italy. You got to move to Italy and and live this movie instead. And live it. Uh, live no, it. this movie. You know what? I'm I'm really happy that this film is not premiere access because that means more eyes will get to watch it immediately. Um, I do know that you know the the, the animators at Pixar they do want to obviously showed their film off and they would have loved to see it in theaters. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen this movie in theaters too, because it is just the, the vibrancy of this movie. I can't wait to watch it in 4k and I just see all those colors pop up on my TV. So this is an easy, easy watch it. Anthony, this is a, for me, a 100% watch it. Um, one of my favorite movies of the year next to quiet place Two. I, Truly love it. I can't wait to watch it in like full resolution 4K. Get that, that those colors pop in. 
Um, yeah, beautiful story. Uh, just, it's just, it's all in all a great, great film. I, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll enjoy the story. Um, and you know, you'll get hungry. I got so hungry after watching this movie. I'm like, man, I need, I want to eat so bad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I literally made pasta today for lunch too, just because, you know, it was that movie just incepted into my brain. I'm like, I need to eat that. It's like the uh, first. I went around us off here. <laughs> so I just want to say, ahead, it's the first Anthony. time I've ever seen like CG pasta and it just made me even hungrier. <laughs> Not CG, sorry, animated pasta like that. Right. Uh, I'm going to round us off. I'm going to I'm going to give it a watch. And I think this is going to be th- that feel good movie this summer. Um, this movie just gives me all like the warm, just under the summer sun vibes. And I love it. I love that Pixar um, can continue to surprise us 30 years later with with their stories. And yes, it's not the most it's not the most original story from Pixar. I think it is one of their most beautiful films in the last 10 years. I easily could say it's probably in my top probably in my top three of the last 10 years of Pixar films or even top five. Um, such a well done film. Definitely check it out on Disney plus this Friday. You get a full watch it recommendation from the three of us. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of Pixar's Luca. Again, don't forget you could watch, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every Monday and watch out for our review episodes, just like this one, all the latest movies and series. Also follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and letterbox. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.